I've got some frosty relations. And I've got the last pitched battle on British soil. Hello there, welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we take great things that occurred on this day in history and we smash them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap. I'm Matt Tapley. And together we have emptied the shelves of the supermarket of time into the trolleys of our tales and are hoarding all of them from you. I'm going... <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't deserve them. Uh, I'm going to take you to the 16th of April, 1746, and the last pitched battle on British soil, the Battle of Culloden. And mm. I hate military history, so strap yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> I took one look at this one. I was like, oh, I need to know about the Jacobites and Catholics <laughs> and reforms and religious tolerance and how it was. A th-. And I was like, no, oh, you no, don't. I can't. No, you don't. We're not going to cover any of that. I just curled up into a ball. Yeah, Charles Edward Stuart, young presenter, Bonnie Prince Charlie, lost to the Duke of Cumberland, son of George II. So the British beat the Jacobites, the Scots and the Stuart pretenders. The battle lasted an hour, but nobody really cared. Well, no, lots of people care. I don't care. <laughs> right. right. I care in as much as uh, it led to the banning of the wearing of tartan. That became illegal. Right. Um, and yet, playing bagpipes remained legal, which seems that, like that, that, they got chills. that wrong. They got that all wrong. Um, can I? Can we? Can I just suggest? Yes. Like you know, this is a history podcast, mm. and you are a historian, and you're talking about <laughs> an yeah. epic battle on British yeah. soil, which the makes it, yeah. which makes it affordable yeah. uh, on a m- modest BBC Four budget. Yes. So, can we just pretend you're in quite a nice North Face jacket that you yes. bought specially? Not a Canada can goose one, because people get in trouble for that one. Standing out here, looking yes, out over Heather. Culloden. Now, this yeah. isn't and I'll put, I'll put, listen, I'll put some time. sound effects in. <laughs> Hang on, wait. Sh- I'll put some sound effects in, and you can do standard piece to camera in front of a battlefield. Okay, go. Here on this heath, on this very heather, in the space of just an hour, the hopes of the Jacobites were crushed, they were set to rout, and the final victory of the British crown over the Highlands was made sure. Uh, having marched all the way down to Derby, flying the colours of Bonnie Prince Charlie to await the French army which was meant to meet them, as we discussed back in, I think it was December or November um, when the French didn't turn up. Or last week, whatever. Yeah. The French didn't. Essentially they got to Derby waiting for the French to turn up to join them and the French went, quoi? Oh, c'est aujourd'hui, euh, le bataille c'est aujourd'hui. Ah non, ah, c'est un dommage. Oh, j'ai oublié. Ah, j'ai pensé que c'est la prochaine semaine. Ah, ah. And they didn't come. Um, and that was. So the Duke of Cumberland arrived with his army, and within an hour, they had wiped the Jacobites off the map. They were set to rout, they ran away. Um, the old fox himself was taken to the Tower of London and beheaded. Uh, the Duke of Cumberland became known for his savagery, savagery because he insisted that all the wounded on the field be put to death rather than taken prisoner. And as the heather reddened with the blood of its native yeah, cool, people... Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, that's it. That's what <laughs> we tuned in for. The yeah, grasp on. of the yeah. British crown yeah. over the whole go of on, these then. islands was finally yes. secure. Did, did they have bare legs, all the oh, soldiers, they did they? Did. Oh, was there blood on them? Their kills oh. were way up. You could probably see <laughs> some... 
testes yeah, if you really yeah. go <laughs> Okay, well, well, okay, cut. Anyway, cut the sound the effect to think about back it is, in the room. <laughs> is Peter Watkins did a really good documentary about it. Now, Peter Watkins is far more interesting than Culloden. Uh, he did The War Game, which was a very famous documentary in the 60s about nuclear war, which showed exactly what would happen in the minutes and hours and days after the dropping of a thermonuclear weapon on Britain. Oh, boy. Uh, that was eventually banned, so he left Britain at that point. He was so upset. Uh, but he did the Culloden documentary as if it were as a sort of reenactment, but he as if he were talking to the people really as it were happening, uh, which hadn't been done before. So he's talking to the characters. There wasn't a narrator. Uh, he There was just sort of... Reportage oh, right. from the people who were there. Um, he's since got okay. on. He's, he does more abstruse documentaries now. He did The Journey in 1988, which was a 14 hour film about the threat of nuclear war. And oh. La Commune, his six hour long documentary about uh, the communards in Paris from the year 2000. Um, anyway, Peter Watkins is interesting. Culloden, I suppose, is too. Something can be important but not interesting. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Just like Dominic Raab. Yeah, I was going to say, Right, uh, I have got the 16th of April, 1947. Ooh. And it is the, and only two years after the Second World War is the first time the term Cold War is applied to the relationship between the United States and the Soviet Union mm. by a guy called Bernard Baruch. Uh, he did not invent the term Cold War. That was George Orwell uh, in an essay called You and the Atomic Bomb. There's a theme <laughs> that running through like all a, of this. a pamphlet that's sent yes. out by what the government. What do you need to know about the Atomic Bomb? <laughs> Your friend, the Atomic Bomb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was from the 19th of October 1945 in the British Tribune. Oh. And uh, Orwell wrote... Uh, looking at the world as a whole, the drift for many decades has been not towards anarchy, but towards the reimposition of slavery. Mm. The kind of beliefs and the social structure that will probably prevail in a state which was at once unconquerable and in a permanent state of cold war. That's my air mm. quotes for you with its neighbours. So, uh, yes, it was 1947 that it happened. Ooh. Although Orwell Orwell had sort of said it the year before in the Observer, but uh, the first time it was properly done officially, uh, it was uh, Bernard Baruch. He was uh, an influential advisor to Democratic presidents, uh, and the speech was written by a journalist called Herbert Bayard Swope. Mm. So that's that's it. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> Happy Herbert. birthday! Let's do the birthday. Happy birthday to. Jan the Second, or Jan the Mad, or Jan the Wild, or Jan the Cruel, who, by his names, you would think is a very interesting chap, but through his events, is not. Wait till you hear about my death. <laughs> really, is it of Jan the Mad? <laughs> um, he was made the Duke of Zagan uh, in what is now Poland. Um, his mother was Scholastica of Saxe-Wittenberg. He became the Duke of Prozoroz in 1439 when he was four years old with his brother Wenceslas, but his brother Wenceslas was mentally ill, so Jan took over. Then essentially he spent his whole, whole life fighting with his brothers over various parts of Bohemia. He uh, fought against the Hungarian king, Matthias Corvinus. Um, he also fought with the Hungarian king, Matthias Corvinus. Essentially, he spent his whole life 
fighting over various parts of Central and Eastern Europe, um, looking for somewhere quiet to live in his life. Um, and actually, by the end of that, of reading everything he'd done, I felt quite sad that I hadn't just done Courtney Kardashian, his birthday it also was today. <laughs> Jan the mad, the wild and the cruel, none of those are appropriate adjectives. He's just Jan the fights a lot. Well, it's going to be quite a leap as we go into the death day. Uh, you say uh, an Eastern European casting about for a fight. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary, because uh, we just don't cover enough of these on Babe Fight. <laughs> 1928, the death of Roman Steinberg, the Ooh. Estonian wrestler. <laughs> we just... Now, why haven't we covered any Eastern European wrestlers? That's I can't think of, of more than 30 that we've done in all of these shows. In 165 was, episodes. Yeah. He was from Tallinn. Uh, he was a Greco-Roman wrestling bronze medal winner. Why <laughs> am I reading this out? What is the point? At the 1924 Summer Olympics in Paris. Um, and then he died. Sorry. Bye-bye. Well, you are leaving today's date fight far more knowledgeable than you came in, <laughs> as long as you care about the documentaries First, of Peter for Eastern European wrestler chats. First, we're being utterly dismissive of major battles <laughs> chat. Horrendous calamity. So the other day, we asked for your Houston problems, the problems you had, of which you were aware slightly before it was possible to do anything about it. Um, and we got some responses. Martin, with an I, not a Y, said, I was a skinny lad, brackets, hard to imagine now, end brackets, and had to climb through a window because we were locked out of our holiday rental at least twice and in two different locations. Hashtag Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I tell you what, we will never do that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, who else? Oh, someone has worked out for us the Tapley Yap moral scale of human history which runs from opening a bunny sanctuary to the Jallianwala bag massacre. That's exactly uh, the right scale. Thank you, Jason. Um, what else do we have? Have someone else's Houston problem? Um, I remember flying to the US about 17 years ago before personal entertainment on planes was a thing. The people in front asked what the in-flight movie was and the stewardess said Titanic. They said, really? Still? And she said, oh yes, it goes down a treat over the Atlantic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah Has a little license been taken? <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Oh, these may be responses to the Tita inflatable Titanic slide as well, which we put up. If you want to see the inflatable yeah. Titanic slide, it is up on at date underscore fight. Um, and Patrick <laughs> Smith complains, no one trying to jump off the back and trying to bounce off the propeller. For shame. <laughs> and Mary says, at my work, we used to sell an ice cube tray with little icebergs and sinking Titanics. And it always made me feel unsettled. As it should, Mary. As it should. People died, Mary. You should yeah. have taken a stand and resigned. Leonardo okay. DiCaprio will not be impressed. Should have resigned. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for those. That's really lovely. Yes. Uh, you know, we have an open door policy. We can't we can't always like get to your messages the next day, no. but uh, at least once a week, we'd Sundays like to do a roundup of the best. Sundays and Wednesdays. We'll try and do Sundays and Wednesdays, but don't judge us if we fail. Because we will fail. Yep. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> at date underscore fight on Twitter. Or on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash date fight. Great. Uh, hope you enjoyed all of that. Yes. Oh, we had a great time. We did. And uh, we'll be back Come. tomorrow. Yes, and this is tomorrow. tomorrow. 
It's going to be my, my favourite episode of some time. You know it's going to stink now, don't you? But I'll, I, it's a really off. interesting story. Really interesting. A massive trans-global escape story for you tomorrow. I've got uh, a dry piece of legal history. Okay, well, we just... <laughs> There's usually a sort of skip forward 30 seconds button on most podcast yeah. apps. You can just bit 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 bit. We're prepared to use that. Bit 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 bit. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>